0: Uh, We are in our new series, we're three weeks in, our new series called Wisdom in Everyday Life. Now here's what we've been saying. We all want success in life, and here's the thing about wisdom. We're chasing success, and wisdom offers success. And here's what wisdom says. Go to wisdom, wisdom will give you success in life, but it doesn't guarantee you success in life. So you can go to wisdom for success, and you might get it or you might not get success, but you cannot have success in life without wisdom. It's essential. But here's what wisdom does. Wisdom draws, I mean, because we hear that, we like, oh yeah, I want to be successful in life, and your ears perk up and they're like, okay, how do I do that? How do I do that? But, but here's what happens. You go to wisdom. Wisdom says, yes, you can have success in life through me. But then wisdom does something to you. Wisdom says, because wisdom is a good teacher, wisdom says, is success really enough? Is success in this world, is success in your life in this world really enough, or do you want more than that? See, what wisdom does, because wisdom is a good teacher, it says you are made for something greater than just success in this life. Though that's great, it's a good thing. Wisdom tells you you long for something more, though. You long for a greater world. And wisdom says, and I have come to build it. Wisdom saying, you're being boring. Wisdom is saying, I am growing dull of your desire for success because I've come to give you something even greater. I've come to give you a whole new creation. Now, just a warning, our verses today are incredibly complex, they're incredibly deep, and they are incredibly important, if not the most important verses in the book of Proverbs. And so, uh, you're going to really have to think today, but I'm going to make it as accessible as possible. But just be prepared to think really, really, really hard, okay? And, and, And by the way, we're reading through all of Proverbs 8. This is the longest amount of scripture we have ever read in almost two years, okay? So just be prepared. We've got a lot to read, so here we go. Proverbs chapter 8, it should be up on the screen, you can follow along. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? She just did. On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portal, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Hear, for I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right, for my mouth will utter truth wickedness is an abomination to my lips and all the words of my mouth are righteous there is nothing crooked or qu- crooked or twisted in them they are straight straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge "...take my instruction instead of silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold, for wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence, and I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance in the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just." By me, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honors are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness and the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. We're halfway done. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of His work, the first of His acts of old. Ages ago, I was set up. This is wisdom talking. At the first, before the beginning of the earth. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no spirits, Springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he made firm the skies above. When he established the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea its limits, so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. Here's the last part. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear my instruction and be wise, and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. In these verses we've been walking through, something has just happened to wisdom. Wisdom has been personified. It says that wisdom was born but not made, begotten but not made. So, So wisdom has always existed because God is eternally wise, and so there has always been wisdom, but something happened. Wisdom came out of God. Wisdom was born out of God. So here's how you think of it. Ice always has existed. Water has always existed. Ice existed as water, but as soon as water was brought through ice, or no, sorry, as soon as water was brought through the cold, it turned into ice. It was brought forth through the cold. Wisdom existed and then was brought forth out of God. Why? Because wisdom came to create the world. Wisdom is the creator. Now listen, so that means this. The world wasn't just made with wisdom. The world was made by wisdom. And verse 30 says that wisdom is the master builder. So in the Lego movies, if you've seen the Lego movies, there are these master builders, and the master builders take all the Legos that are all around them and construct, they architect something beautiful, some masterpiece comes out of them, the master builder. And this is essentially kind of what is going on here. Wisdom is making something amazing. And then it says... God watched and delighted in what wisdom was doing. Wisdom was making a masterpiece. But why why is this all important? It's incredibly important. Here's why. The world was made with infinite wisdom. It was made perfectly. It was good. It was right. It was as it was meant to be. It was a masterpiece. Now, if you're a thoughtful person, you say, okay, you are making this world sound a whole lot better than what I am experiencing right now. Why? It's true. Why? See, look, the problem is not wisdom. The problem is not God. The problem is not creation. The problem is and was us. We did this. The world was as it was meant to be. What did we do? We turned our back on wisdom. Look at our verse. Wisdom says, Mankind, I am calling out to you. Why in the world would wisdom be calling out to us if we were already with wisdom? If wisdom dwelt within us and we dwelt with wisdom, why would wisdom be calling out to us unless we have left wisdom, unless we've turned our back on wisdom? In verse 5 it says, wisdom calls us simple ones and fools. Not like name-calling, but saying, you fools, you have left me. Come back. Verse 8, my words are righteous, meaning they are right and good. The reason that there is something wrong with our world the reasons why you struggle, the reasons why you suffer, the reasons why you know things are not right is because we've turned away from the good. We have turned away from wisdom. We've turned away from our designer who taught us to live a certain way. There are, and so, so we start, stop living the way that we are designed to live And we start living in a place that now we are not designed to live in anymore because here's what happened. In creation, here's what happens. There's void. Look, look, look. There's nothingness. It's empty. And then God creates. Wisdom creates. And it goes from chaos to order into creation. Now, when we turned our backs on wisdom, here's what happens. The order spins back around, and it turns into chaos. And that is what we are experiencing right now. But it gets worse than that. See, it's spun back. It's going around. It's doing a reversal from creation into like uncreation. So here's what happens. Eventually, the chaos leads to nothingness. It leads to a deep void. It leads to emptiness. It leads to an eternal nothingness. It leads to an eternal death. That's the trajectory. And every single time this life can't give you what you know you want, what you know you desire, it is because nothingness is showing its ugly face. The emptiness, the void, this eternal death is beginning to show its face. Every time you feel lonely, every time you're depressed, every time you say something is wrong, wisdom is showing its ugly face at you. Not wisdom, sorry. Did I say wisdom? Death, this eternal death, this this eternal void, this eternal nothingness is showing its ugly face at you. You long... For the world that was lost when humanity turned its back on wisdom. What does that mean? By the way, what what does that mean to turn your back on wisdom? Well, it means to live in such a way that you aren't listening and obeying the infinitely wise words of God. God is wise. He's infinitely wise. And so when we don't listen to his infinite wisdom, we are turning away from wisdom and the Bible will say, that well, this is what sin is. So sin is the sense turning away from wisdom. And, it's a, and what happens is now we have a disruption, disruption of the order that was set at creation. So much like if you take a rock and you throw it into an engine and it starts sounding like everything is breaking inside of this engine, that is what is happening to our world. And that's what happened. As soon as we turned our backs on wisdom, it's like a rock was thrown into creation and everything becomes broken and it's leading into more and more chaos. Wisdom has made for you a specific type of world and that world is not here anymore. It's been lost. And you have desires that nothing in this world can satisfy because you are now made for another world. You are made for a world that wisdom created you for long ago. You understand right and wrong because wisdom has inserted that into you. Wisdom has designed you to understand right and wrong. And now wisdom is telling your soul something is wrong here. And if you don't understand that God didn't do this, if you don't understand that wisdom didn't do this, here's what will happen to you. But if you don't understand we did it, here's what happens to you. You end up hating God. You know why? You can't trust him. Do you know why? Because you put him on trial. And you say, God, if you're so great, then why is the world this way? God, you're supposed to be a perfect creator and this world obviously isn't perfect. So if you're supposed to be perfect and you're supposed to create a perfect world and we're not experiencing a perfect world, then you must not exist, God. And we put God on trial and then look what wisdom does. Wisdom turns it right back and says, no, you are on trial. Could it be that right now you are keeping yourself from trusting God fully whether you're a Christian or not, I mean, you're holding back a little bit, right? I mean, we're all just, we're holding back a little bit. Could it be because you don't trust him because you are blaming him for something that actually you have done? We put God on trial, and when some says, no, 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 you are on trial. You turned away from me long ago. Have you forgotten and until you see that reality you're never going to trust god and you're never going to understand our world and you're going to expect too much from our world and you're going to wonder why you're always dissatisfied and what because what you're, here's what you're doing you're trying to pull heaven out of the earth and it doesn't work it's not here our world is fallen and it is sick And our world is spinning into chaos and closer and closer into nothingness, into the deep void, into the eternal death. And wisdom, here's what it's doing. It's taking your face and saying, you want to be wise. And it takes your face and forces you to look at this reality. It like pushes you at this. It says, look. And you're like, no, I don't want to look at this anymore. It's too much for me. Wisdom says, no, keep looking. If you've read through Ecclesiastes ever, Ecclesiastes is another wisdom book in the Bible. And Ecclesiastes essentially says this. If this is it, this is all there is, if everything leads to this eternal void, what's the point of it all? And wisdom says, keep looking that way, keep, keep saying, oh man, this is such a bummer. And wisdom says, I know, keep looking, keep looking, don't turn away. And you say, oh no, I don't want to look anymore, I don't want to look. Keep looking, wisdom says, and don't stop. And then wisdom says, and as you're looking, and you're feeling like, oh man, this is the worst ever, wisdom says, but, but I have something else to say. I have come to give you a new world. I've come to do something about this. And here's the thing about wisdom. Because wisdom has been personified, the glory of wisdom can come and dwell with us and be intimate with us. And do you know what that means? If, if wisdom, the glory of wisdom comes to be intimate with us and wisdom is creator, guess what happens? Things begin to be recreated again. Things begin to go back to how they were. A world that is ruined begins to spark life. Wisdom has come to rescue us and to rescue our world from what we have done to it. And wisdom calls out and says, return to me. Look at this. Verse 4 says, wisdom is crying out to the children of man. Not quietly, but crying out. Verse 2 says wisdom is calling from the heights, meaning wisdom is calling out to everyone, crying out from the heights for all to hear. Verse 3, wisdom is crying out at the gates of the town. Now, at the gates of the town in this culture, that is where all the important decisions were made. So wisdom is saying the most important thing, the most important decision you will ever make is what do you make of me, wisdom says. What do you make of me? Do you see what wisdom is doing, by the way? Wisdom is being a mediator between us and God. Between us and humanity. Because at every creation, God was rejoicing at what wisdom has built and delighting in the children of man. Wisdom is delighting in the children of man. If you hear what's happening, we're all dwelling together. God, wisdom, us. It's like this beautiful dance happening and everything was as it was meant to be. And then it got lost. But wisdom is seeking to reconcile us to God. And when the world was right, we walked with God and with wisdom. And now your long lost friend, your ancient long lost friend, wisdom has come to call you back. restore you to restore the world and only wisdom can do this because we're stuck in the chaos and we don't have the ability to make the changes needed we don't have the knowledge we don't have the wisdom to do what needs to be done and so wisdom comes and says i'm here to rescue you i'm here to do this for you wisdom has come to weave heaven and earth back together again they were untied you might say and wisdom is coming back weaving heaven and earth back together And why can wisdom do this? Because your old friend wisdom is of heaven, but intimate with us on the earth, of heaven and earth, at the same time. Come to weave heaven and earth back together. Now listen to this. Verse 35 and 36 says, whoever finds me, meaning wisdom, whoever finds me, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord, but he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love The mediator wisdom has come to bring favor upon us so that God now looks at us with complete love. Wisdom says no matter what you've done wrong, return back to me and you'll have all the favor you want to from God. He's going to love you as much as he loves me. But not only that, Wisdom is reversing us in our world back out of the chaos into the order. Our souls are a mess. Now here's what's going on inside of your soul. Your soul's a mess. Your soul's confused. Your soul doesn't really know what to do. Like, it knows what it wants to do. It wants to worship something, but it doesn't know what to do. So here's what's happening. There's a bunch of chaos going on inside of you right now. And because you can't find God... You're like I need something to worship because we we're made to worship something and so you're searching all around something to put your affections on and so you put your affections on something of the earth and what happens is the earth can't give you heaven and that's what you long for and you're going to things of the world and they're not satisfying you because you're made for God not for the things of the earth And this process has started but it's not finished yet. The master builder is rebuilding you. Like This is not finished yet. Don't try to get too much out of the earth because you are being rebuilt. And do you know what the thing about being rebuilt is? You have to be torn down and built back up again. And so that means being rebuilt by wisdom hurts a bit. C.S. Lewis has this great quote about this. He says this, Imagine yourself as a living house. God comes in to rebuild that house. At first, perhaps, you can understand what he's doing. He's getting the drains right and stopping the leaks in the roof and so on. You knew those jobs needed doing and so you're not surprised. But presently, he starts knocking the house about in a way that hurts abominably and does not seem to make any sense. What on earth is he up to? The explanation is he's building quite a different house than the one you thought of throwing out a new wing here, putting on an extra floor there, running up towers, making courtyards. You thought you were being built into a decent little cottage, but he's building a palace, and he intends to come in and live in it himself. Wisdom is the master builder that is rebuilding you in such a way that you come out like gold. And some of you right now, you are walking through difficulties in life and you are struggling and you could not possibly imagine what is the usefulness of this? What is the purpose behind all of this? Seems like there's just an empty void that why is this happening? This doesn't make any sense at all. Could it be that wisdom is rebuilding you into into gold? A palace of gold. What you have to understand is that if you will go to wisdom, no matter what, if you go to wisdom, no matter what happens to you, no matter what suffering you walk through, no matter what hardships you walk through, all they can do to you is refine you more and more into who you're made to be. That's all that can happen to you if, if you go to wisdom. That's all that can happen to you but you have to go to wisdom. All suffering, if you have wisdom with you, will only make you more and more alive. That's what that promise was, that second to last verse. But not only is wisdom rebuilding you, wisdom is rebuilding our world. Wisdom is breathing life into the dead world, bringing order out of the chaos. And this is your great hope, Your great hope is for, I mean, come on, inside of you, deep deep inside of you, you long for a greater world, a world where there's no suffering, death, and pain. You're like, well, yeah, obvious. But why do you long for that? Because wisdom has designed you for that world. The ancient memory that wisdom has deposited deep into your soul is crying out, crying out. And wisdom says, I'm going to give you that world that I've promised you. And let me tell you this. When you know that is your future, it changes the way that you live today. When you know that's your future, it will change the way you live today. There's a story about a guy, and they decide they're going to torture this guy. I mean, it's an old, old story, and they're going to torture a guy. And the way they're going to do it is they're going to force him to roll a boulder up and down a hill over and over and over and over again. And the guy goes crazy because he's doing this. Well, let's say two of you, I picked two of you, and for some reason you would listen to what I said to do. And I said, You're going to do this for a year. And so for a year, one of you, both of you do this. But here's the difference for one of you, at the end of a year, you get nothing. For the other, you get $100 million. One of you will be miserable. And the other, the other person is going to have a big old smile on his or her face, pushing that boulder up and down the hill. They're going to be singing. They're going to be whistling. They're going to have so much joy because they know what the future is, even though the present is a difficult, difficulty. Dif- the present is difficult. Even though that is happening, even though there's difficulties, you know the future. And so it changes the way you live in the present. that's available to you. That's what wisdom is offering you. Wisdom is saying, I'm bringing a new world for you. So wisdom isn't only changing you, it's giving you hope for a future. Pulling the world out of chaos more and more in the way it's meant to be. But listen, you've got to understand that because here's what you end up doing if you don't know that. You try to get out of this world what your world is coming to you. The future world, the new world, the great hope, you try to get that here, and it's not here. And so what happens when you try to do that? You become miserable. Do you know that most of our misery, a lot of our misery is because of unmet expectations? We expect our day to go one way, and it goes a different way, and we get frustrated, we get we angry, we get depressed, we get anxious. I bet much of your depression and anxiety and anger is because you are expecting to get something from this world what it will never give you. Your life is feeling like you are rolling a boulder up and down a hill and you're frustrated and angry and depressed because you are trying to get something out of this life that is not here. Trust in wisdom that it is building a whole new world for you in the future, and you will live with more happiness and peace today. All right, so now all of this, this is very abstract. Like, wisdom has been personified. Like, how do I wrap my mind around that? And here's here's why, I mean, this is the same thing with God. Like, God seems like such an abstract idea, some concept far away. So how do we make sense of this? Well, here's why all of this feels abstract. Because we have not heard the name of wisdom yet. Right now, we're reading through Proverbs, Old Testament, and it's pointing forward. Do you want to know the name of wisdom? Jesus Christ. You don't believe me? Watch this. Colossians, New Testament, Colossians 1, 15 through 22. He, meaning Christ, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He was born, but already existed, begotten and not made. This is a famous line about Christ. He is begotten, not made, means he's born, but he's always existed. For by him, all things were created. Huh, just like wisdom, all things were created. In heaven, on the earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers, authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and listen to this, in him all things are held together. Oh, he's creating order. Huh, interesting. And he's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn of the dead, that in everything he might be preempt, meaning... In him, he's entering into death and bringing about life like he did at creation. There was nothingness, emptiness, and creates life Well, he's doing the same thing. He's entering into death in this world and then creating life again. In him, the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. And through him, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on heaven or, in heaven or on the earth, making peace by the blood of the cross. Ah, you know what that's doing? He's being a mediator. He's reconciling us to God for all the things that we've done wrong, for all the things that are keeping us from God. He's fixing the problem so that we can be reconciled to God. And you, who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, ah, so you are being foolish. That's what it says. And now, he has now, you've turned away from wisdom, and he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach. So you were being foolish. You turned away from wisdom. And now he's presenting you wise before God, above reproach, like you have lived an infinitely wise life. He's delivering you to the Father like you have done everything as you were meant to do your whole life. Wisdom remains a mystery until wisdom reveals itself, himself, in Christ. In Christ, wisdom came to pursue you like the shepherd of heaven, chasing you down, calling calling out to you in the streets, calling out to you in your home, calling out to you, saying, return to me, come to me. That's what Christ is doing, the great shepherd. And he's come as the mediator between you and the Father, so that your sins might not be held against you, but held against him on the cross. And then here's how he accomplished all of this. Here is the wisdom of it all. On the cross, Christ, Jesus, wisdom, enters into death, the eternal void, the emptiness, the nothingness, in just the same way as creation inside of this eternal emptiness, void death, he starts creating life again. And he creates life. And then he rises up out of death. Now, here's what that means. When you go and return to him, Christ, who is wisdom, he begins the great reversal in you. So that now death, is only something you temporarily pass through. The chaos is something you only pass through and he is bringing you into the new world where he is one day going to weave heaven and earth back together again and all things will be made right. And that is our great hope. He, wisdom, is the only one who can do it. And so go and run to him. Let's pray. God, in these uh, beautiful and meaningful and deep words, we pray that you would give us understanding in all of this. That we would see wisdom is not a concept or an idea that is far off, but you, wisdom, Christ, have come to dwell in us, among us. You've come to be intimate with us so we can know you, so we can return to you, and so you can start recreating us. God, this is great news for us. We want to see the beauty of it all, the glory of it all, and we want to see how worthy you are because you have been willing to do this for us. But not just willing, you've made the plan, the infinitely wise plan, before the foundations of the world that you would come and do this for us. And so God, we thank you and we praise you. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen.